welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Um, we're going to land pretty soon, um, which is great, because God's been speaking and, and God's been doing a whole bunch of good stuff um, in us, yeah? yeah. The, the, I, I, I want to encourage us uh, to continue the fellowship with him. The fellowship with him, the, the doing life with him, the including him in. And, and often, there's many reasons why we don't, and, and busyness is one of them. Distraction, laziness, they're, they're intense. Um, but also just maybe we're confused. Maybe we're not sure. Maybe we're not sure like what uh, Virginia was saying about the, the passive nature of God that we might have embraced um, from teaching or upbringing or history or our our own perspective of who we think that he is, the picture that has been painted perhaps for us and not by him. So he, he, he presents himself through Jesus of what he's like, which I love. The, 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 the reason that Jesus came was primarily to reveal the Father. And then a whole bunch of stuff comes under that to seek and save that which was lost, which includes people. But he wanted to restore what Adam lost. And not just back to what Adam lost, but an upgrade of Christ in us, of God in us, of Holy Spirit in us, of kingdom in us. of fellowship with him, of knowing and understanding and believing and experiencing our oneness with him. What you are, as we receive Jesus, to those who receive him and believe him, have been given the right to become children of God. To become children of God where it's not a passive God that's far off, but it's Emmanuel, God with us, God in us. And the fellowship that we have is not a visitation mindset where we come up with a tent of meeting that we go to and then he comes, which is great and we can see his heart in that. Make me a tabernacle, make me an ark so that I can dwell with my people. It's always been his heart that he dwells with you. That he walked with God, Adam, in the cool of the day. Oneness with him, co-laboring, co-partnering, co-mission to rule and reign with all authority. God-given authority. So we don't, we're not just restored back to the garden, which is a popular phrase, there's actually an upgrade. And the upgrades continue. So I want to encourage us. I want to encourage you on your journey of who he is to you, of what you're believing for, of the testimonies, of the prophecies that have been made over you, the promises of God, to steward them really well, 
to let other people know about them, to let people in, to cheer you on, because we can't do it alone. We were made to do life with people. And I was just reminded this morning about that verse. It might be like four translations mushed together with a bit of J-box spice. Not spice, but just together. But it's 2 Corinthians 5. And we know that there's a translation that says the love of Christ compels us, which I love that. It's strong. Like we've encountered the love so much. Like Romans 5, 5, he's poured out his love into our hearts by his spirit. So there's a point that Paul's like, I've encountered the love of Christ so much that I can't help preach and teach and share and encourage and pursue people. The disciples said it, I believe it's Acts 4.20. They, they were before the Sadducees, after the um, healing of the leper. They were in there before in Peter and John, and they said, we cannot help but speak about what we've seen and heard. So the love of Christ is compelling us. But then it moves into this people deal a bit further down. It says, we no longer evaluate people through a limited human perspective, which is really hard. It's super challenging. What's he saying? He's saying that something so supernatural has happened to you that you no longer think the way that... I've invited you to think on a completely different level because of what has happened to you. So there's an invitation which is rooted in what has happened to you. You've been taken from the dominion of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of the son that he loves, Colossians 1.13. You've been taken from the kingdom of darkness and put into the kingdom of the son that he loves. Not only are you in the kingdom, but the kingdom's in you, because Romans 14, 17 says the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. Where was I? Were you listening to me? Yes, yes, yes. Great, 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 great. For those on the journey, um, for those on the journey with us. So we no longer see people through a limited human perspective. Why? Because something so supernatural has happened that our mind has changed. The way that we see changes. Does that mean that we're not susceptible to think according to the pattern of this world? No. That's why Paul says be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which is the process of becoming who we already are. So it's the finished work of the cross stamped yes and amen, but it's the renewed mind process to see all of that manifest in our lives this side of heaven, which is... The kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the context. The finished work released us to do this, but we have to renew our mind. So we, we don't just renew our mind in the area of the supernatural and the gifts and miracles, which are for today, for every believer. Some will operate on a higher level. Cool. But they're for all believers. Prophecy is for all believers. Crystal clear in the scriptures. But the people deal, we've got to also renew our mind with. God, help me see the way that you see. Because of who I am now. Because I am a child of God. Because you now see me holy and blameless regardless of what I do. And I know everything I do. So if I can embrace you believing in me and being for me, 
and never having a bad thought about me, knowing what I know about me and knowing some things that I do and think and say. And Paul said it, I don't know where it was, Mm, Timothy, I think, and having been showed unlimited patience. He has shown, I think it's NIV. I remember, it's the bottom right of my Bible when I was about 21. I forgot where it was. But he's shown me unlimited patience. So this renewed mind process is not just for the things of the spirit, meaning the outward expressions of love that we think are the most important, but the viewing our neighbour and the seeing our next-door neighbour and the person driving 40 in an 80 zone And those that don't know how to merge <laughs> and pull over on the freeway because they couldn't just get on. Those types of people, <laughs> we need to embrace the transforming power of God in this renewed mind process. Do not become conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Because the world has a way of viewing people, judging, accusing, um, avoiding shutting off, I'm no longer talking, offence, but as believers, we're unoffendable. We get hurt. We get hurt and pain comes, but offence is a choice. We absolutely get hurt. And, and things hurt us really, really deeply. And we've got to deal with them. But this renewed mind journey of believe that's a whole other thing. This renewed mind journey of believing in people and believing the best and having the, the core value, if I only knew one more thing, I wouldn't be so quick to judge. If I only knew one more thing, like the lady that's dancing and singing in worship and the judgmental nature of believers in the room, but not realizing she's just being healed because she was raped. So it's, it's super important that we're both vertically aware with the Lord. But I don't just want him to work in us for in us' sake. In us has got to eventually move to not through us, but among us first. And this is our heart. Heaven to earth, how? Presence, health, and influence. Up, in and out, working together. We love the Lord God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbour as we love our self. And guess what? People are involved in that journey. Heart on heart, life on life, grace on grace, gift on gift, hard time on hard time, celebration on celebration, mourning with those who mourn, encouraging those that need encouraging. And that's a beautiful journey. And we cannot do it if we miss the people, people part. Because it gets weird then. We want to just grow to go and reach the loss, but we don't care about people. Where have we get there? So we no longer. It's a strong statement. It's said with confidence. Paul said, the love of Christ compels us, then it moves down. We no longer view people. I think he's declaring over himself. Maybe he had the victory because of he was a murderer and he had to get it. That God accepting him as a serial killer 
Maybe that's it, hey. Maybe he did get it. And he said, hey, guys, I was a serial killer. I actually was involved in the, in the stoning of a really important, special person in the early church. And they welcomed me in. They were hesitant. A lot of the believers were hesitant, but they were welcomed in. And Barnabas got alongside him. And if it wasn't for Barnabas, I don't know if he would have landed well in the church. Barnabas got alongside him. He's like, hey, guys, he's okay. Like, God's called him. Can you imagine that? The perspective change? That they're running from him and now they're serving him as leader. So something had to happen in Paul to view people not through a limited human perspective because the Lord had radically changed him of how he saw him. Yeah. Mitch, can you jump up and let's stand to our feet? We're going to do another 40 minutes. No. Thanks, God, yeah. Thanks, God, that we see these examples of you using people. Yeah, the the upgrades in thinking, God, we're open to more of that, the believing the best in people, the seeing people how you see them. If we only knew one more thing, I love what Bill Johnson says, we are at our dumbest when we think we know the motives of another person. So Jesus, thank you, God, that the fruits of the Spirit are not just a nice kids song and a craft project that we put on the fridge, but it's first encountering you as these things personally in our life, one-on-one. Have I encountered you as kind? Have I encountered the joy of the Lord? Have I encountered love? Have I encountered you as patient with me? Have I encountered truly your goodness? Have I truly encountered your faithfulness, your gentleness? Have I encountered your mind? Have I encountered Jesus having self-control? Easily could have taken himself off the cross, but didn't. Have I encountered you as these things because we can't give what we don't have so I thank you God that it always starts inward before it can be released and ministered outward so we want to show that list of the fruit of who we are to people and we'll work on that Lord but Help us encounter you like that, hand in hand with the walking out with people and not seeing people according to their trash and they're missing the mark. But help us sort of move that junk that we have as well and see the gold in them, which is true honour. Not stumbling over what people are not, but celebrating the gold 
and the masterpiece that they are. Yeah, in Jesus' name, I declare upgrades in thinking in Jesus' name. Upgrades in encounters in Jesus' name. I declare the, the waking up in the night by the Lord that doesn't wreck sleep. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Yeah, God moments, God times, looking at the clock and a scripture reference coming to mind. I declare the suddenlies of the Lord right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, I, I declare business solutions. I, I declare creative ideas. I, I, I declare ideas to just come by the Spirit of God that is actioned and increase follows. Yeah, I, I declare the blessing of the Lord to be aware of. Thank you that we don't pray for favour as believers, but we are highly favoured. Yeah, it's a declaration, not a prayer. Pray, pray for favour. No, no, no. You are favoured. In, we grow in favour, but you are favoured in Jesus' name. So thank you, God, for Sunday, June, the whatever. We're thankful for what you're doing in this church and more importantly, way more importantly, in our hearts. Yeah, in Jesus' name, amen.